Brought to you by the Mutual Audio Network. Don't leave home without it. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Chatterbox Audio Theater presents The Shepherd of Clouds by Henry Beston, performed live at the Memphis Children's Theater Festival on May 29th, 2010. Once upon a time, there was a vast land. Like most lands, it was full of villages, farms, plains, and mountains. People lived in the villages, farms, and plains. They were good people, people who worked hard to provide for their families. But people simply did not live in the mountains. People did, however, speak of them. Often. One legend that was spoken for as long as anyone could remember was that the weather was created deep within a valley hidden among the mountains. If only someone could reach the valley and learn its secrets, then the weather would finally be at the will of the people and not the other way around. No one dared attempt to find the valley among the mountains, for the legend also spoke of terrible monsters that lived there. There was another legend, too, though no one paid it any mind nowadays, not with so much else to worry about, not with so many mouths to feed, so much work to do, and not with the very real talk of other people in nearby lands, people who were greedy and wanted power and riches and even more land than they already had. This land, the one that no one paid any attention to anymore, proclaimed that one day a man from the plains would become the king of all the land. This was the oldest legend of all, and sometimes when it was told, the man came from the mountains rather than from the plains. But either way, the story seemed so silly that people only laughed when they heard it. (laughs) One of the people who always laughed was Giles. But then Giles always laughed whenever he heard legends because Giles did not believe in legends. A king, you say? Oh, that's rich. (laughs) Can you imagine a king coming from these parts? (laughs) A king? Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) Giles and his wife, whose name was Phyllida, were simple people who lived on the plains. They grew their own food and raised their own animals, and their home was simple and did not always keep the weather out. But all the same, they did not complain. Giles! Giles, come here now. You've chopped enough wood to last us two winters. Plus, it's just about time for me to go. Go? Where are you going? Oh, Giles, have you forgotten? I'm riding out to my sister Jill's farm. Here, I've baked you this meat pie so you'll have something to eat while I'm away. Oh, it smells delicious. I'll just have a little taste now and save the rest of it for later. Hmm? (laughs) Giles! Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, dear, I remember your sister's farm. But, but... Must you leave right now? Yes, I must. Jill's new baby will be here before you know it. And both Jack and Jill are going to need my help. Oh, just think, Giles. Another little niece or nephew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Calm down, girl. I'm just about ready. They'll need me for several days, I'm sure. But I don't know exactly how long it will take. So I trust that you'll water the garden mm-hmm. and feed the animals mm-hmm. and keep yourself fed as well. Can you do that, dear? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. Don't forget that the dog's foot needs tending to, and the gorge out back mm-hmm. should be brought in by Sunday. Oh, and the west corner of the house has been leaking again. Have you got all that? 
Oh, Giles, oh, me. <laughs> you've practically eaten the whole pie. What? Oh, well, will you look at that? <laughs> it's all right, dear. There's another extra meat pie in the pantry mm. and plenty of bread. Oh. That should hold you over for a while. <laughs> okay. Now then, help me into the saddle, will you, Giles? Oh. <laughs> there we are, my dear. Thank you, Giles. Now, don't forget. I know, I know, dear. I have it all under control. Be careful on your way. Enjoy your trip. Give my love to Jack and Jill and the new baby. Now, I'll tend to the garden, the dog, the gourds, and the roof. We'll be fine here. Don't you worry about a thing. Well, if you say so. All right, then. We're off. <laughs> don't get into any trouble, Giles. I love you, too, dear. And so Giles was left to his own devices, left to tend to the garden and the dog and the gourds and the roof. He did all these things at his own pace, which was often quite slow when Phyllida was away. But after a few days, all of his duties were done, and he began to feel rather lonely. <laughs> oh, there, there, Rufus. Oh, isn't your foot feeling any better? Oh, I know what it is. You miss Mama, don't you, huh? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, so do I. <laughs> hmm. What was it that Phyllida said? Did, did she say four days or five? Or did she say one way or the other? Oh, I do wish she were home again. I wonder where she is. And I wonder if the new baby is a boy or a girl. <sighs> it's so very lonely with just the two of us. Oh, boy. Hmm. <laughs> well... Maybe she'll be home tomorrow. <laughs> but Phyllida did not return the next day or the next, and Giles was beginning to worry. Oh, I know I'm being silly, Rufus, but I just can't help but think that Phyllida has run into some sort of trouble. Well, that's it. <laughs> My mind is made up. I'm going to go find her. Surely she's on her way home, in which case I'll meet her down the road and we'll be back before you know it, huh? <laughs> now, you be good, Rufus. You're in charge while I'm away, okay? <laughs> good boy, good boy. And so, Giles watered the garden again, and he set the animals free to roam the plain, and he put out plenty of food and water for the dog, and he double-checked the patch job on the roof, and then finally he set out down the road on foot. The thought of seeing Phyllida again put Giles in high spirits, but he didn't like the look of the clouds that were gathering overhead. Oh, if only Jack and Jill lived closer to the village, I wouldn't have to take this awful road so near the mountains. Oh, superstitious nonsense or no, I don't like the sound of that thunder or the look of that sky. Oh, a storm is brewing, make no mistake. Giles was right. Within a few moments after speaking those words, the first tiny raindrops began to fall. And oh, then no. bigger, fatter raindrops began to splash on oh, Giles no. and all around him. And the wind began to pick up. All of a sudden, Giles couldn't see any further than he could shout, which in this storm was not very far at all. He was turning here and there. Giles blindly stumbled about trying to find shelter though he knew he was miles away from anywhere safe. Before long, Giles came across a strong, solid wall. Oh, what's this? He groped his way down the wall until he found a large, dark opening. Oh, yeah. Giles nearly fell into a hole in the wall, which led into a cave. Oh. Oh. He went so deep into the cave that he could no longer hear the storm raging outside. 
Giles found himself inside a very large, dark cavern. Hello, hello, hello. And though he had no idea how to find his way back out, he could see a light ahead of him. So he made his way toward it. Oh, it's so bright out here. And the storm is completely gone. But where am I? Oh, I must have wandered into the mountains during the storm. Oh, dear. I better find a way back to the road. Poor Phyllida will be so worried if she returns home and I'm not there. But, well, would you look at that? Well, it's a giant staircase carved right into the mountainside. Well, perhaps, perhaps I should turn around and head back. But on the other hand, if I climb up to higher ground, I should be able to see where I am. Well, I'll be able to see the road and maybe even Phyllida, too. Yes, yes, my only hope is up. Here it goes. And so up the strange stone steps Giles climbed, stopping every now and then to look about him. But whenever he stopped, and whenever he looked, he saw no road, no home, and no Phyllida. So Giles continued to climb the steps, searching for a better view. But he was losing patience, hope, and energy with every step. At last, after hours of climbing up and up, the very pinnacle of the mountain came into view. I'm exhausted. I just need a little rest. Once I feel strong enough, I'll get up and have a good look around. But that chance never came. Who's over all of the weather? Who sends rain down wetter and wetter? Who makes dewdrops over the heather? All hail the shepherd of clouds. Who makes wind blow? Who, I wonder? Who sends lightning too much to number? Who serves storms that crash with thunder? All hail the shepherd of clouds. <laughs> Look here, my brothers! I would not believe it if I did not see it with my own giant eye. Yes, Io! My giant ears can hardly believe what they're hearing, dear brother. A mortal man come all this way? I have never heard of such a thing before. And I have never seen anything like it, Eero. What shall we do with him? We shall let the master decide. Come, brothers, help us take this mortal to the master. No, 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 please, I have to get home. Where are you taking me? Where are you taking me? The strange little creatures that Giles had encountered picked him up and were carrying him deeper into the mountain. They were clearly at home in the rocky terrain, for they made their way over it like it was the easiest stroll in the world. Please, please listen to me. I've got to return home. Suddenly, Giles saw a great archway rising before them, through which appeared a hall larger and brighter than any he had ever seen. At one end of it, under a canopy of rosy gray, stood a golden throne. On that throne sat a large, human-like being, dressed in radiant blue, the color of the sky after a storm. All hail the shepherd of clouds! Io, Eero, what is this creature thou and my other faithful servants hast brought me? It is a mortal, your mightiness. We found him asleep atop the mountain. Indeed. And how comest thou, mortal, to invade my mountain? Well, speak! Uh, I I went forth to seek my wife, Phyllida, your majesty, and and lost my way in the storm. Hmm. What sayest thou, Io? The mortal speaks the truth. With my one great eye, I saw him set out yesterday from his cottage on the plain. He had not gone far. 
are when the storm which your mightiness prepared in the morning and sent forth in the afternoon overtook him. He? he lost his way and chance led him to your dwelling, O shepherd of clouds. And what sayest thou, Eero? I heard him say goodbye to his wife Wednesday last. Philida said to him, there's an extra meat pie in the pantry and plenty of bread, mm. and that should hold you over for a while. <laughs> hmm. Well, mortal, I have hearkened to your story and to the words of my faithful Io, who sees all things that happen in the whole wide world. I have paid heed to the words of Eero, who hears all things that are to be heard under the sun. Chance has led you to discover the secret of the weather. Oh, your majesty, I didn't mean... Be silent and listen! Never again can you return to the lower world. Here shall you stay until the end of your days. Obey me, and I will give you happiness and honor. Seek to escape, and my lightning bolts will find you wheresoever you may hide. Oh, please, please, great shepherd of clouds, do not keep me here. Let me return to my cottage on the plain, to Philida who waits for me and knows not where I have gone. Oh, let me go, let me go. I have spoken. <laughs> the other mortals must not know the truth about the weather. Because I pity you, I will not harm you. But I cannot send you back. I shall find a proper job for you, mortal. In the meantime, rest. And whether it was a spell cast by the shepherd of clouds or simply a result of his exhaustion and confusion, Giles slipped into a deep sleep. <laughs> When he awoke, Giles found himself in a small room. Through a little window in the wall, he could smell a cool, clean mountain breeze. Oh, well, at least I feel rested. I could almost believe it was all a dream. Ah, the sun is shining, mortal, and your appointed task awaits you. The shepherd wishes the clouds released at once. What, what do you mean? What am I supposed to do? You must hurry! And so Giles followed the strange little elves out of the shepherd's castle and back into the mountains. Over the summit of the mountain they ran along a path which wandered here and there, now dodging huge boulders and skirting terrible precipice until Giles saw a monstrous wall of rock rising before him. In this rock were two giant doors. They were taller and more stately than any other doors Giles had ever seen in the world below. Besides these doors was another flight of stone steps which led to the top of the wall. What a curious place this is. Like a giant soup bowl made out of stone. Oh, how I hate to see more stone steps, but I must, I must know what is kept in there. Giles hurried to the top of the stone stairs. He found himself standing at the brink of a great... Bowl. 
many miles wide and many miles long, hollowed out of the very rock of the mountaintop. Within this bowl, like a giant flock of sheep, lay hundreds of clouds, on whose misty tops the rising sun poured gold, pale lavender, and rose. At first Giles thought them motionless, but as he gazed intently within the bowl, he saw that the clouds moved and swayed, much like anchored ships in a tide. Amazing. It looks like all the clouds in the world are kept up here. All hail the shepherd of clouds! Ah! I see you have arrived for your first day of service to me, mortal. Welcome. Hello, this Rachel. is the weather bowl. It is where I prepare the weather for the neighboring countries. Some days I keep the fair weather clouds at home and let the rain clouds sail over the land. On other days I might keep all the clouds in and let the sun shine. And on others I will mix together such frosts, mists, and snow flurries as the season requires. For now... The hour is at hand to send the clouds over the earth. But, but I, I, I don't know what to do. Do not fear. You will learn soon enough what is required from you. Now, Giles, unbar the doors. The doors. All right. Here goes. So Giles unbound the giant doors which of their own volition opened wide. A sound as of thunder heard from far away over the sea beat upon Giles' ears as the portals turned upon their hinges. In answer to this sound, the clouds rose and lifted their golden heads. Hastening to the giant doors, they escaped one by one into the sunlit spaces of the morning sky. There they formed themselves into a fleet and sailed majestically away. Thus Giles became the servant of the shepherd of clouds. It was his task to unbar the door when the shepherd prepared the weather. It was also his task to bring the clouds in once they had returned to the heavens. To the answer, the shepherd summons. In time, Giles came to know the rain clouds from their fair weather brothers. Hmm. He learned how frosts were sent forth yep. and how fogs were made. Yeah. He even was allowed to prepare a small storm of his own. <laughs> he saw the icy caverns in which the hailstones lie piled in monstrous bags. Wow the lightning bolts in their crystal jars, and even the imprisoned storm winds. Now, from his vantage point at the top of the mountain, and with the assistance of the all-seeing eye of Io and the all-hearing ears of Eero, he had at least satisfied his grief somewhat. For he knew that Phyllida had returned home safe and sound, though in deep despair over the absence of her husband. Whenever Giles could so arrange it, Phyllida's garden had the finest <laughs> variety of weather. <laughs> Tell me, Io, what is Phyllida doing? She is out in the garden gathering plums, Giles. And a moment ago she was in the kitchen making gingerbread. Mm. And she will likely be at the window soon looking for you. So there is no need to ask again in a moment. And, and you, Eero, tell me, what is Phyllida saying? She is saying... Oh, oh, would that, that my darling, darling were home. home. And she does so often, Giles. And how long have I been asking you two these same things? 
What else would you have me ask? Well, if you had thought to ask about anyone else in your land, Giles, you might know. Anyone else? Why? What is it? Well, I hear voices telling of war, Giles. I hear the robber king of the Black Lakes summoning his terrible army. Oh, no. He's preparing a secret attack upon the people of the plains. Yes, and I see him. He is talking to the Grand Chamberlain now. Oh, listen. He is saying... We will sweep the land at dawn, steal the grain, and destroy every village to its foundation. (laughs) Yes, I see the robbers gathering. They are hiding in the dark pine forest, lest they be seen by the people of the plain. The sunlight pierces here and there through the thick branches and shines on the breastplates of the armed men. But but this is terrible. I must run down to the plains and warn them. Uh, Ah, ah, ah! You cannot leave the mountaintop, Giles, as you well know. It is true. We cannot interfere with the mortals, and they shall not interfere with us. So you've reminded me over and over these past two years. But look at me. Surely my presence here is proof that you're wrong. Which is exactly why you can never leave. Even if we wanted to help you, Giles, the way to the plains below is magically hidden. His Majesty, the Shepherd of the Clouds, has seen that. And we must trust in his ways. No, Giles, you are truly trapped here forever. Still, it is too bad about the people of the land below. No one likes to see or hear war. Upon hearing these words, Giles' heart became like ice, and he feared to gaze upon the plain lest he see the smoke of burning villages. All night long, he never once closed his eyes. At dawn, he rose and hurried to the top of the gate which overlooked the weather bowl. For two whole weeks, not a cloud had been allowed to roam the sky. It seemed to Giles that the mists were angry and that a darkness brewed upon them. Turning toward the plain, Giles saw at the edge of the land a little glow of fire. It had happened. The robbers had invaded the plain. Oh, dear. I cannot let this stand. Ayo, what do you see? I see a village in flames, Giles. I see farms under attack. The inhabitants are fleeing down the road. Zero, what do you hear? The news is spreading, and the people of the plain speak of seeking refuge in the mountains. Where is Philida? She is on the highway with Jack and Jill and their children. Yes, and they're hastening toward the Valley of Thunder. The Valley of Thunder? What? Eero! Io! That's it! I can save them! Let us send a storm against the robbers. Hurry! We'll prepare the worst tempest that's ever been seen! Oh! Giles! No! No! Giles, come back! The master will not approve! Giles, you can't! Giles ran remembering where all the shepherd's tools, ingredients, and materials were kept. All the while, he kept an eye out for the shepherd of clouds himself. Were Giles to be caught, the shepherd would surely strike him down with a lightning bolt. That is, if Giles didn't get to them first. And so, away he ran to the hailstone caverns, and grabbing all the bags he could carry, he moved back and forth between the great weather bowl and the shepherd's stronghold. And a little bit of hailstones? No, all of the hailstones! Here you go, you you storm winds, into the bowl with you. And now, every last lightning bolt. 
That's it, my clouds. I know you've been pent up for too long. I infuse you with the power of many storms. Now is your time. Unleash the fury on the plains below. Through the gates like wild herds poured the clouds. Rising in the air, they were caught by the spreading storm winds and whirled madly over the sky. And then below, over the heads of the foreign warriors, the first raindrops began to fall. And then fatter raindrops began to splash all around. And the wind began to pick up. The thunder roared as no mortal has ever heard it before or will ever hear it again. And the tempest sailed away to break in all its anger over the heads of the robber army. So terrible was the noise that the enchanted mountain trembled to its very foundation. What? Who dares? Hearing the roar, the shepherd of clouds himself was roused and ran down to the weather bowl. But it was so dark that the storm-covered mountaintops that he lost his way and narrowly missed falling down a precipice. The mountain elves themselves were terrified by the confusion and ran hither and thither like ants whose nest had been opened. Crash went the thunder! Rumble, rumble, room, bang, bang! If I'm ever going to find my way off this mountain and out of this valley, now is the time! And so Giles, taking advantage of the darkness, noise, and confusion, determined to make one more effort to escape. Down the endless stairs he hurries, splashing through the falling rain. Down. And down. And down. Once at the bottom, he was lucky enough to find the opening of a familiar cave. He hurried along through it and out into the Valley of Thunder. I'm free! Go on and rain, you clouds! But the terrible storm had spent itself, and the sun was beginning to shine on the thousand raindrops caught in the matted grass. A rainbow formed just as Giles approached the plain, and the little birds came out to shake the rain from their feathers. Now in the secure shelter of the overhanging cliff were to be found the people of the plain, who had fled to the valley for refuge. Look there! Who is that approaching from the mountain? Giles? Can it be? The prophecy. Giles has come from the Valley of Storms. It must be he who defeated the army from the north. <laughs> the prophecy. All hail King Giles. All hail, hail King, King Giles. Giles? Best of all, Phyllida herself ran out and threw her arms about her husband. Giles! Oh, Phyllida, I'm, I'm so sorry I left the house. I should have been more patient. Now, let's stay together from now on. Giles, Giles, my love! As for the robbers, the storm had overwhelmed them and swept, swept them, them all in all into, into the, the river. river. Where, I am glad to say, they turned into little fishes. When the shepherd of clouds found out that Giles had escaped after making all this disturbance, he was very angry and rushed to his lightning closet to hurl some thunderbolts at him. When he got to the closet, however... Gone! All gone! All my hail, all my wind, all my lightning... It will take seasons to replenish what has been wasted. I will not forget this, Giles! You have stolen my thunder! And so, the Shepherd of Clouds had to wait till the end of summer before he could create enough lightning to carry the weather through the season. And by that time, he was so busy arranging the autumn frost that he had no time to entertain thoughts of revenge. <laughs> 
And as the days slipped by, as they are wont to do, and the seasons changed with no little thanks to the Shepherd of Clouds, he forgot all about Giles on the plane. Besides, a simple, silly, mortal man was hardly worth his time and trouble. Back home, though, Giles had become more to the people than just a simple, silly, mortal man. All hail King Giles! All hail Queen Villa! My people of the plains, I thank you for your constant support. As you know, we have enjoyed two years of peace and fair weather. We must always remember, though, that the most we can ever do to remain safe and prosperous is to take care of one another. Here on these plains, we have no magical ears or eyes. Enemies may strike, storms may gather overhead, but together we can be prepared for such opposing forces, and together we can make it through any trial. If you will excuse us, His Majesty does not like the look of the clouds gathering overhead. My husband and I will uh, be inside, at least until the sky is clear again. Peace be with you, people on the plains! have been listening to a live performance of Chatterbox Audio Theater's production of The Shepherd of Clouds by Henry Beston, featuring Greg Crossness as Giles, Lavita Brooks as Phyllida, Julie Reinbold as I.O., Teresa Morrow as Eero, and Reginald C. Brown as The Shepherd of Clouds. Narrated by Richard Jones and Robert Arnold. Sound effects by Teresa Morrow and Marcus Brown. Produced by Eric Sefton. Adapted by Marcus Brown. Directed by Teresa Morrow. This is your announcer, Tom Badgett. Chatterbox Audio Theater is a nonprofit, web based community theater that advances the exchange of ideas by channeling creativity and artistic collaboration into recorded audio works that enlighten entertain, and inspire. Download all our shows, meet our cast and crew, and make a donation to support our work at www.chatterboxtheater.org. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.